Thank you for joining us for this episode of Changing Mission, a podcast by the Outreach Foundation. My name is Marcus DePaula. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with the Outreach Foundation's Chief Financial Officer, Linda Patrick. Thank you for taking time to speak with us today, Linda. Thank you, Marcus. Well, to start out, can you tell us a little bit about how you first got involved in the Outreach Foundation? Yeah, it's really an interesting story. There's a little divine intervention in it. Cool. My husband and I had moved here from Atlanta, where I had left my job as a partner in an international accounting firm. I was pregnant with our second child, so we settled here, joined First Pres Franklin. And when the kids were back in school one night, my husband said, what would it take for you to go back to work? (laughs) And I said, well, I only want to do something I feel good about. I want to take the kids to school and pick them up. I only want to work a couple of days a week, and I'm not leaving Franklin. The next day, Bill Bryant, who was the executive director of the Outreach Foundation, called my pastor and said, we're looking for an accounting professional, maybe one to two days a week, eight to three, and they were on the square in Franklin. Okay. so That's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) It was. It was. And that was 23 years ago. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So what does your work here at the Outreach Foundation as the chief financial officer actually involve? I know you're a CPA, so obviously you do a lot of accounting. Well, I do all the financials and analysis of financials, but I'm also, because we're a very lean staff here, so I'm an integral part of the accounting process. Mm All of the gifts and all of the disbursements of gifts come across my desk. We obviously have other people that are part of the process, but I also do human resources, general office management. How big is the staff here at the Outreach Foundation? We actually have nine people in the office on a regular basis. Okay. And we have several employees that are not in this office on a regular basis and some that actually live in other places. We have three staff in Atlanta. Okay. Mission staff and associate directors. Gotcha. I understand that every year there is this campaign called the Annual Appeal. Mm Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and what it is and why it's important and why you guys do it every year? Okay, I'd be glad to. We are very fortunate that we have donors that support the work of the Outreach Foundation. And when we use the terminology, the work of the Outreach Foundation, we're usually referring for financial terms, the administration of the Outreach Foundation. Okay. So that includes all of our administrative staff that are in this office or in other places, It includes the rent, the utilities, the computers, the communication, and all of the interaction we do from this office with our donors in this country and our partners in other countries. So we're very fortunate that people actually contribute toward the Ministry of the Outreach Foundation. Mm -hmm. And the annual appeal is another way for us to explain our work to people and to encourage them to support the work that we do putting people together, churches and individuals with other churches and individuals. Okay. So this fund is separate from the normal donations that come in for the actual ministries themselves. Right. It's actually to cover the cost of the functioning and the actual operation of of the Outreach Foundation. That's correct. 
the annual appeal and the ministry of the Outreach Foundation gifts actually enable our administrative staff to work with churches and mission committees and Sunday schools to help them determine where they want to be in God's mission. Okay, great. I bet many people who make donations to the Outreach Foundation and other ministries and nonprofit organizations aren't actually aware of what it takes to get those funds from their mailbox or their computer to the people actually in the field. Uh, And let's take an example like the Foreman Christian College in Pakistan. Mm -hmm. So let's say I mail in a check and I want to make a donation directly to the scholarships for the students that go to that college in Pakistan right? and help those young people complete their education. What does the staff have to actually do to get those funds from me and my bank account over to the college and into the fund for that student's tuition? Well, that's a major part of my day every day, and not just mine, but a number of other people in the office. And we have in place good accounting policies. So we have segregation of duties. So we have one person in our office that opens the mail, puts all of the checks together, runs an accounting of those. Then it goes to our data processing manager. She inputs the gifts. Hopefully, you've remembered to put the designation on your check. Right. And if that's the case, we have an account for scholarships at Foreman, and that's where those funds will go. One of the biggest things we spend time on is making sure that we understand and honor the designation from the donors. Mm -hmm. So. We have a 10% administrative charge, so your gift, net of 10%, would go into an account that is just for scholarships in Pakistan at Foreman. Then, after the process and, and a receipt has been sent to the donor and it's accounted for, then we need to communicate with the people at Foreman to tell them that we have the funds and to ask if this is a good time to send funds. Some of our international partners, because of banking situations, would prefer that we hold funds until they ask for them or until we can send the amount that they actually need to do the work rather than holding small amounts. So there's communication with the donors as far as the receipt, and then also with the partners to make sure that the funds are sent at the right time, also verifying accounts so that we make sure we send it to a secure account. Wow. And then get receipts from them back saying they received it and have used it. Right. And then periodically we get reports from them with pictures and and stories about how the funds are actually affecting people's lives. And our people put those together and send them out to the donors. There's a very small communications team. There which is. I actually used to be a part of. <laughs> you did. We still miss you. Yes, <laughs> we you. do. We have Kelly and Elizabeth. Actually, everybody in the office is part of the communications yeah. team. But the people that actually use the information and get it out to people, it's uh, Elizabeth and Kelly Erica, who's responsible for our database and makes sure she has right addresses or email addresses. Right. Mark, who oversees the communication and development. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of things for very few people to be responsible for. Pretty busy. (laughs) (laughs) 
And it's not just about processing and offering a means to get funds to these ministries. There's also trips that happen. Yeah. And I know that doesn't fall under your department specifically, but there's logistics involved. There are. And there's a person that spearheads all those things and has to handle coordinating the visas Mm -hmm. and processing the funds and all that stuff, too. So it's not just about receiving donations. No, and our trips are not usually work trips. Our trips are are trips of presence because our preferred method of working is through partnerships. So the trips are going to visit with partners to see what's happening, to let them know they're supported, to keep those relationships going. Also, always a part of the trip is to actually see how the funds we've sent are being used. Right, for accountability. Right. And we prefer that the people that are going on the trip aren't going just for a trip, yeah. but they're going to actually experience the mission mm-hmm. and then bring it back to their churches or communities or family or whatever so that the support for the work can continue. Yeah, and that's a common thread that we've heard in all the other episodes is how the person who's changed the most is usually us yeah, going on the trip. That's right. Whereas, you know, as Americans, we typically think of going on mission trips and we're going to help someone else, yes. whereas we're the ones that also get a lot out of it. So. Well, and you know, it's taken Americans, I think, a long time to understand that the international church has a lot to give to us. Yes, absolutely. And their growth and experience has exceeded ours for quite a while. So there is a lot to be learned. Yeah, definitely. So what would it look like if all of the operating costs every year were actually covered. Oh, that would just be fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's always more need than we have funds. Sure. And frequently there are things that come up where it would just be wonderful for us to be able to respond very quickly without having to set up a project and spend time trying to raise funds. Mm -hmm. So if we could cover our operating costs, then the funds over and above that would be used for those kind of projects. We are a not-for-profit organization, so there's no attitude of keeping funds to build up our retained earnings or pay dividends or anything like that. So if we could cover our costs, then excess funds would be able to be used to meet some more of the needs that are always out there. Absolutely. And I understand that the Outreach Foundation is registered with Charity Navigator Navigator and GuideStar. So Mm -hmm. if people wanted to learn more, you can actually see what is going on financially. Very transparent, very open. And the Outreach Foundation was actually the top religious organization in 2018. Yeah, I think it was maybe 2017. But we have had really high ratings from God Star and from Charity Navigator. And those are both great organizations. The financial information actually comes from our filings with the IRS. Right. So it's not like we just tell them how well we're doing. Yeah. They use the real numbers. And we feel good about that. And it's very clear that you all work very hard to make sure as much of the money as possible ends up in the partner's hands to yes. help the people that they are serving. Yeah, that is a really important thing for us. And everybody here really ascribes to that. So that's why we're in a fairly small space and we're using every inch of it (laughs) to do what we need to do. 
Absolutely. Well, Linda, thank you so much for taking time to speak with us today and helping us understand all the stuff that you all do here. Well, thank you, Marcus. And of course, everybody in the office is always happy to answer questions from anybody about what we do. We love to talk about the Outreach Foundation. Great. If you want to find out more, you can go to theoutreachfoundation.org and you can sign up for the email list. Mm -hmm. You can make online donations. You can also see the links for Charity Navigator and GuideStar. So thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.